There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest was recommended to me by another guest, and I'm beyond grateful for this connection. When I checked out who she was and what she did and sensed her energy, I knew this was going to be a conversation that we were both looking forward to. Sarah Brianne Grady is a holistic birth and postpartum doula, a former psychotherapist, yogi, and theatre artist. Based in North Carolina, Sarah has started her Seven Sacraments of the Goddess workshops that came to her through Mary Magdalene. The sacraments are all about women returning to their inherent worth and releasing the core wounds of patriarchy that prevent us from living our fullest lives. Each sacrament is a rite of passage, explored through embodied techniques, drawing upon the breath, dance, yoga, and even therapeutic theatre tools. Working in an embodied way allows the concepts of each sacrament to be metabolised in your system, so they become grounded into your physical and practical lives. The energy in this conversation was truly electric, despite the distance between us, and we are both now glad to have met another soul sister. Enjoy this deep yet high energy exploration of women as queens and goddesses. Welcome, Sarah, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Now, uh, you and I are both super excited to be with each other today. So um, this this has been coming for a long time, so we're super excited. But for those who don't know you, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Sarah Brianne Grady, and I'm a doula, both of babies and women consider myself a birth doula and a life doula. And I am the the vessel, the channel for a body of work called the Seven Sacraments of the Goddess, which came to me and through me um, via a visitation from Mary Magdalene about three and a half years ago. So I'll share more about that, but that's a little bit about me. And, um, you know, I think this is the thing. And so you were recommended to me by another guest and um, I can absolutely see why. Um, <laughs> and um, one of the things that um, I've noticed, because um, I've been stalking you on Instagram, okay, um, <laughs> is um, we have so much in common in that we get these downloads and these messages. And um, so can you tell us how that works for you? Mm, yes. I love this question. So for me, it's all about the body. Mm. And I think that that is the divine feminine principle. It is the body and that embodied knowing, um, or wisdom. So when I get a download, it's like a physical sensation comes 
over me or almost stops me, right? I can feel yeah. it. It like starts to creep up on my shoulders and I'm like, oh, something's coming, something's coming. <laughs> um, and then in the moment when that thing comes, whatever it is, the sensations deeper, like usually either in my heart or my womb or my gut. Um, and it's, yeah, it's purely embodied for me. There's not a lot of thought that goes into it. Usually there's an afterthought that's like, oh, I should probably put that on Instagram or I should probably like, <laughs> let people know about this thing and not just like have 12 million journals where I write it all, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's usually when I'm on autopilot, you know, like when you clean your teeth, you're in the shower, you know, you, you, you're just, you know, on autopilot and then it comes through and it's like, oh, all right. And then yeah. you've really got to pay attention. Like some of them sometimes are like, I know we got um, a really big one probably about a month ago and it was almost like a punch in the gut and I was like, oh, all right. You got my attention. What's going on? And basically the message was um, you're living out of alignment. And I went, ooh, okay, I hear you. I hear you. And, boy, what's happened since then? Wow. This is it. You've got to, you've got to listen to it and you've got to harness that. You can't just go, oh, yeah, whatever. You've actually really got to do something with that. This, this is purpose. This is purpose. Absolutely. And – for me, what I've come to understand about that process, when we get those sucker punches of knowing, right, it's not usually convenient. No. It's not like ripped in, wrapped in a pretty box or, you know, like, here you go. Oh, my God, this is so great. It usually requires me to change something or do something that doesn't make sense mm. right away. Mm. Um, but always, there's never not been a time that I looked back hindsight and saw the divine hand involved. Yeah. So at this point, I just trust it. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And, and like even the, the whole vision for my business and the agency, that, that all came from a vision. So, um, and it was so crystal clear, even the logo that you see behind me um, was in neon on a wall and then I went and designed it. So, so and, and there's meaning in it. It's not just, you know, it's, there's not just a surface to it. There's deep meaning to it. So it can change your life if you listen to this stuff. 100%. And yeah. that isn't, isn't that why it comes? Yes. Like our, soul, our souls call it in before our human selves know that we're ready, but mm. we're ready for yeah. that change. And, <laughs> and I think that it helps that we're awake. I think that's the other yeah. part of it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, and I know well, a lot of people talk about being woke and all that kind of stuff, but seriously, there's that once you strip away those layers of, you know, all, all the, the beliefs and, you know, the limitations that you put on yourself and you actually wake up to, well, I'm here for more than just this. Yes. Like that's when you can receive this stuff. 100%. Uh, Bobby Klein talks about enlightenment simply being remembering who you are. Mm. Mm. And I feel like every time I choose to remember, then everything's taken care of. Yeah. And it's okay. The body that is that first indicator for me of mm. like we're forgetting we're gonna help you remember okay get back on track yeah so. and it's you know one of the questions I ask everyone that comes on this show is who are you and there's <laughs> people who stop in their tracks and they're just like well that's a big question you know who, who am I and I'm like whoa I wasn't expecting it to be an awakening but all right <laughs> 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 but I love that it is. And some people do stop and they just go, well, who am I? 
you know? Mm. And what do I want? You know, mm. that, that's the other thing, and I'm probably rambling here, but let's roll with it. Um, <laughs> is, and that's a big thing that hit me was someone, uh, actually my sound healer said to me, um, what, do you, what do you really want? Just stop. What do you really want? And do you think I could answer that question? At that mm. time, I just was like, I don't know. <sighs> well, because how often do we get asked that question? Like, exactly. <laughs> so we're not even like hardwired to understand what the answer would be mm. on like a real level, right? Like we're programmed for these socialized responses of like, oh, I want a house and a car and a partner and like all these things. It's like, no, 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 no. What do you really want? Yeah. And like if if you just strip away all the rules and all the limitations and all of the beliefs and just go, well, what is it I really, really want? If there, if you could have anything ever, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And what is it that sets your soul on fire? That's a big question if you don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a big one. Like my heart is bursting just hearing you talk about it. Like my nipples are hard. I'm like, oh my God, okay, what do I want? I wasn't expecting that response. <laughs> the body. Yeah. And as I was speaking, I just kept hearing love. Like, who am I? Love. What do I really want? Love. And there's all these infinite, you know, expressions for that. But it's all the same thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Travel the world. That's love. I want to, you know, know what it's like to have a divine partnership. That's love. I want to eat nourishing food that heals my body every day. That's love. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just expressions of love in different ways, isn't it? Yes. And when it's not the the material things, the 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 meaning and the depth of it is just so soul deep. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Good to meet you again, sister. <laughs> I told you this was going to be big. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, your seven sacraments of the goddess. Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> okay, so a little backstory. I was a child and family psychotherapist in San Francisco, working in community mental health, just like totally burning out faster than I could eat breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh God, and getting paid shit and yeah. just like, what am I doing? Spinning my wheels. Um, I was also a vegetarian and living in the Bay Area and was engaged to marry a woman. And I had a moment where I woke up one day, I rolled over in bed and I looked at my partner and was like, oh shit, this is, this is not my life. Wow. And I... And I knew everything was pulling me back towards the East Coast to eating meat, to dating and loving male-bodied people again. It was like everything was getting flipped on its head. And I was like, oh, my God. So to say my life was burning down is an understatement. And as that was happening, I was having spiritual experiences, energetic experiences with the frequency of Mary Magdalene. Wow. And... Um, I won't go into a lot of detail about that, but I was working at a priestess temple in Berkeley, California, after I left my therapy job, uh, one of the many jobs I had to pay rent while I was figuring out my next move. And there was a Jewish elder in the community who would come by this temple often, and he found out that I was moving back to the East Coast. And I loved him. He said, Sarah, Sister Sarah, like I was a nun, <laughs> Sister Sarah, can I bless you up? 
on your move to North Carolina? And I said, sure, I would love that. And so he sat me down at this temple and he said, okay, you've been so good. You've listened to me talk for years now. I want to know about you. How did you become the woman of faith that you are in the world? Like literally working at a modern day priestess temple in the middle of Berkeley, California. Like how did that happen? So long story short, I told him like, I'm the product of an Irish Catholic mother and an atheist father. Wow. (laughs) Like my childhood in relationship to spirit was deeply conflicted to say the least. Mm. So I left home at 18 and I really went on my own spiritual journey. And through that was able to understand that all the crunchiness I felt in the Catholic church growing up of like feeling wrong for who I was um, or feeling like God was some big man outside of me, (laughs) like, like that there were other narratives. Mm you know, that God could also be a woman Mm. and that she was benevolent and I was good and I was created from her. And, um, she is also called the earth and she's also called dancing and the ocean and making love and eating food and right. That's God. So I shared the story with him (laughs) without skipping a beat. Like he was anointing me like with a sword, he placed a hand on my shoulder and he said, well, sister Sarah, My prayer for you is that as you move to North Carolina, you allow yourself to fully release the sacraments of Catholicism, of which there are seven, and you allow yourself to come to know, learn, embody, and teach the sacraments of the goddess. Whoa. I know. And when he said it, it was just like chills up and down my spine. And I knew like, that wasn't just Barry talking. That Mm. was the goddess. That was the mother. That was Mary Magdalene coming through to say, this is your assignment on planet earth. Now Mm. you did the work of dismantling what didn't serve you. Mm. There are a lot of people who are in that same place who are burnt out, who are tired of being tired and they're looking for a new way. And we're going to give you that new way. And flash forward to I'm in North Carolina. I'm sitting at my altar And I kind of just did one of those, like, okay, (laughs) like, whoever you are, whatever you are, what the heck are these sacraments of the goddess? And almost immediately, the presence of Mother Mary came to the back of my heart to just, like, create safety and soothing. And then Mary Magdalene came right in front of me, just like my dearest friend, you know, earthy and sensual and embodied and loving. And she said, okay, Sarah, I'm going to give you these sacraments. They're actually quite simple, but they're not easy Mm. uh, given the world that you live in. So I'm going to ask you to write them down. And I did. I took out my journal and she said, now go live them. You are not allowed to talk about them, teach them, like stand on a mountaintop and, you know, (laughs) spew this out. Like go live them, allow them to change your life. And then when the time is right, you'll know. Mm. And given the current state of the world with our global pandemic, the time is now. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) Yeah. And it is, it is huge. And what I most want to convey, because people are always like the seven sacraments of the goddess, what the heck is that? Is that they're actually seven really practical, simple um, principles Mm. for creating a life of greater harmony in yourself, your relationships, 
and with the earth mm-hmm. about coming back into balance and resurrecting the ancient divine feminine wisdom of how we used to always live mm. and bringing it back now. Yeah. Cause we, we've gotten so off path, haven't we? Like, um, and it all comes back to the self. Um, I think, you know, when, when we get right with that, um, everything around us changes. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of my favorite yoga teachers used to say like, you know, peace on earth starts right here Mm. with you on your mat. And I used to be like, what are you talking about? And I really, really get that now, you know? Um, and it's, it's a constant choice. So when I teach and talk about the sacraments of the goddess now, I say it's a roadmap to radical self-commitment. Because everything in our modern day culture is betting on our forgetting. Mm. So we have to choose consciously every moment of every day to remember Mm. who we really are. And when we choose it over and over and over again, and it becomes muscle memory, then we're kind of unfuckable with. Mm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it kind of relates back to to the mission of, of what I'm doing here as well in that the, the whole um, mission behind ethical change is that, um, you know, it's all about collective change and each person making their small changes and then that ripple effect that happens when we share that and amplify that. Absolutely. And that's what this is all about. And when and when we can get that change in consciousness, that's where we all become one. Mm. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and it doesn't um it doesn't actually require a lot. No. No. You know, like I was teaching on the first sacrament of the goddess yesterday and I was telling my students like the first sacrament is slow down, slow way down. And it all starts with the breath Mm. where breath meets inquiry consciousness shifts. Mm. That's it. But you have to slow down long enough to take a breath, which is the thing that gets you back into the body. And then you start to ask questions uh, is, it, is that really how I feel or is that thing really true or is that really what I want to do mm. and then it's almost instantaneous the shifts in consciousness that can unfold yeah absolutely and you know with with a lot of my clients uh, one of the things I often say to them just just breathe stop and breathe yeah because <laughs> it's like they get so tied up in all of the stuff and you're just like just stop breathe you know, because we just forget to breathe. And, and this is something I I came across um, a little while ago and I think I posted it on um, Instagram and, and basically it's the first thing we do when we're born and it's the last thing we do when we die. Oh, but we forget yeah. to take the breaths in between. Mm. Mm. And if we I- just take a moment to remember that, the value of breath just gets bigger the value of breath just gets bigger I feel that so deeply because you know the the ancient mystics and yogis have known this since the beginning of time but in our modern culture like the breath has become commodified Mm. (laughs) 
like workshops and classes. Yeah. And Breath work. And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, this is the thing that is naturally happening for us every moment. Mm. All we have to do is shift our awareness towards that. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for helping to do your part to help people remember (laughs) (laughs) that we have it. Uh, Yeah, and it's just, wow, it just creates, again, radical change where we just stop and take a breath, you know? Like even in in business and, in you know, every walk of life, just stop and take a breath. Absolutely, because in that place we move from reactivity um, to responsive, Mm. right? React to respond. And I was just thinking yesterday, I was like, oh, right. Like most of us, because we're not breathing, we're operating from the the limbic system, our primal brain, right? Fight, flight, freeze. And Mm. we're just like jacked. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so when we take a breath, all of that slows down and we move from our primal brain to our um, frontal lobes, right? Mm. Which is where ration and logic and decision-making happens. But I just put two and two together, which is so silly because I've been a practicing yogi for decades and a dancer, embodiment coach, all these things, right? And I'm like, uh, what's in between the limbic system and the frontal lobe? Our pineal gland, Mm. right? Mm. The portal to source consciousness, to our intuition, to our divinity, right? And so like when we take a breath, we get instantaneous access to that. And that is the thing that then influences our ability to make decisions. Mm. Yeah. And and like yeah. you were saying, we, we are so constantly jacked up with, you know, our nervous system is completely on fire all the time. All the time. <laughs> and just breathing can just stop that, you know? No, like I understand why people don't breathe mm-hmm. because, what happens when we slow down and we breathe, we have to feel things. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's hard, you know, and, um, the fear, like the perceived fear of what is going to be felt and how intense that's going to be is often what stops people from even feeling it. And it is the bridge to our liberation. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, like, (sighs) You know, I'm all about feeling the feels, you know, like that's, that's what we're here for. You know, we're human. God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we chose to come in to a physical form. Yeah. So like, why are we constantly trying to ascend, transcend, escape that? Yeah. Like, I love how Mary Magdalene really points to in her gospel that ascension is about going deeper in. Mm heart the deeper you go in the deeper the ascension and so for me I'm like game on I'm a Scorpio I've got all (laughs) this water in my chart I'm like let's feel all the feels sometimes I need to like pull myself out of that but like just the emotional body but also the pleasure of the physical body to be in a human form to dance to run to walk to make love to smell flowers and and eat food like Holy shit. It's so incredible to be a human being. I know. And I was having a conversation with a guy the other day um, who he was actually born with cerebral palsy and he was told he'd never walk and, and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, he 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 now is a life coach. Um, and yeah. basically, um, you know, something that I came to the realisation, and, and it wasn't that recent, um, is that we are a miracle. We are an absolute miracle. Like, when we think of 
you know, the physical body and, and everything it does. Like we are just an absolute goddamn miracle and nobody takes the time to recognise that. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's <laughs> the deepest truth. It is a miracle. It's a wonder that any of us even get conceived in the first place. Exactly. Oh, my God. Do you know how many sperm have to, like, try to get in to just fertilize one egg? <laughs> and then you're here and you grow and you have fingers and toes and you're breathing and you don't even have to think about it? Like, what is not miraculous about that? Yeah. I mean, and even if you just you just think of, of how we're put together and how we're wired and, and that we can do what we do, you know? Like, if we just took the time to see what miracles we were – instead of putting ourselves down and hating ourselves and abusing ourselves, like, wow, imagine what the world would be like. Oh, my gosh. That is, that's the revolution, you know. <laughs> so thanks, You're welcome. <laughs> you know, like everything in our global culture, mm. unless you're living in an, an Indigenous tribe or community, it's like you're indoctrinated towards self-hatred because capitalistic societies benefit from that Mm. financially full stop that's what it is so you know my zone of genius is with women but if you're in a human body and you love yourself you're dangerous oh yeah regardless of your sex your gender expression like any of it you're dangerous if you love yourself and so like I love daring my clients to be dangerous Mm. <clears throat> love it. Love the miracle you are. And it's funny, um, in the last two years, I, I pretty much have transformed from, I'm a very different person to who I was two years ago. Um, and yes, I do love myself now. And I used to hate myself, something bad. Um, and now, um, <laughs> when I say things about myself um, that are like really nice, you know, um, people laugh at me. I'm like, it's not funny. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who are you? I'm like, this is who uh, I am. <laughs> oh, and and who you always were. Yeah, right? it's like, just that I was hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. home. Good work. <laughs> yes. Lot of healing there. Lot of healing. <laughs> a lot. You know, I um I'm recovered from a very long eating disorder, and I did not get to that recovery from going to a clinic or going to therapy or anything that you would traditionally think Mm. for that healing path. I did it honestly by going for runs in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, California. And for the first time in my life, seeing other women with bodies like mine. Mm. And the more I saw other empowered women, the more empowered I became and it broke down all of the programming I had. And I, I remember going on a particular run. I had challenged myself to run a half marathon um, and not for like losing weight or looking a certain way. It was like literally because I just wanted to feel my strength. Mm. And I went for a run and I had been kind of running pace with another woman. And at the end of the park is Ocean Beach. And I just saw the ocean and I fell to my knees and I wept. And I realized it was just like one of those moments of profound realization that I'm a miracle. This planet is a miracle. My body is made up of the earth. The earth is me. What was I so worried about? (laughs) 
And now the way I look at my body and talk about my body and touch my body and nourish my body, it's like I can't imagine anything more beautiful. Yeah, and you you just radiate that, can I say. Um, You absolutely radiate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and part of the healing that happened then is also happening now in this moment, so I want to presence it, which is the power of mirror neurons, right? Like I saw others in that park who looked like me, who were maybe even 100 pounds like larger than me, and they were rocking it, right? It didn't matter. It was that I had a tribe Mm. of other people who said, F those standards, Mm. be who you can to be. And every single time I have a conversation with somebody in which we are uplifting each other's bodies and beings instead of competing or judging, it's healing. Mm. So thank you for the healing today. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, you've just started um, your your course with the seven sacraments. Um, And can you tell us, uh, what's involved in that and, uh, you know, how, how are people going with it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I meet every Sunday with a really sacred circle of women. And the first half of our gathering time is transmission, where I talk about the sacrament for that week and give kind of a, a lecture on what it is. And then the other half is embodiment because as a former therapist, I really saw and understood that like somebody can sit on a couch for years and never get to the root of something because it's just talking. Mm. The body has to integrate it for real change to happen. And um, I've been a dancer since I was three. I'm a trained theater artist, a yoga teacher, a koya teacher. So for me, it's like all about embodiment. And so when we come together to practice the sacraments, um, I really share practical embodied tools and ways to integrate this into your daily life. Um, And that like what that means might surprise some people. So with the first sacrament of the goddess, which is slow down, slow way down. I talk about like, Hey, you get a text message or a phone call. Don't pick it up. Mm. That's a physical action that you are consciously choosing to do or not do in that moment. Mm. When you slow down and you take a breath and you say, oh, it's not required for me to answer that right now. I can do that in an hour. The ripple effect that that has on every other aspect of your life, as far as what you say yes to and no to, is massive. Um, So I really break it down in those ways. And then I'm also in the process of writing a book. Of course you will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, the book started first and then my friends got really tired of me talking about the book. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to start a a mystery school for this because actually pre-pandemic, what happened was that I was uh, about to open my own women's liberation center Mm. called Queen and um, a place where we could come and practice all of these things where every woman's body and being felt safe and sacred to come alive and then COVID hit and boom. And a few months into it, my business coach was like, girlfriend, I don't know when we're going to gather again. So you got to pick a different plan. <laughs> and I was like, oh, instantaneously, Magdalene came through with the book. So the book is like a mystical and practical manual to embodying these sacraments. Um, 
So I'll leave it at that. It should come out by the end of the year. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I love that you called it queen because, and this is another intersection for us, is that uh, <laughs> at work they call me queen bee. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it's so crazy. So I was teaching a class on January 11th, 2020. So it was like the 111 portal. Mm. And everyone went around in the circle and they shared before we started to dance and move. And I got, it got to me and I just said, okay, I declare on this like one, one, one portal of new beginnings that by this time next year, I'm opening up my own women's center and it's called queen. And I didn't even like, I didn't consciously choose that, but then I sat with it and I realized like, oh, if, what if every woman on the planet remembered that she was walking royalty? And that it wasn't cliche or trendy or like some distant, bejeweled, bedazzled thing outside of yourself. But it was like walking royalty as, as the baseline. Mm. How different would our world be? Mm. <laughs> and that that's not far off to create and to remember. Um, and you are that and I am that, period. Yeah. <laughs> so I I love that. I just absolutely love that. Um and as you were talking um about uh the slowing down and the the you know having a choice to you know not answer the phone. Um you know two things came to me. One was um and and I tell my clients this all the time is um you know um the rules we make ourselves are exactly that. So you know, that, that conditioning and that rule you give yourself about answering the phone, that's all yours. Yes. Yeah. I love this. I love this so much. I'm going to use this. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the, the other part, well, the other part that came through was that, uh, and, and this is a trend I'm seeing, is that, it, you know, a part of this healing is also connecting with the inner child. And... Mm. Um, you know, you, you talk about embodiment and, and movement and, um, you know, we as adults find that we can't connect with that inner child. So we don't play. We just don't play. Yeah. Full stop. And that limits our movement and, you know, how we engage and, you know, like even dancing and things like that. You know, we think, no, nah, can't do that. Like, again, rules we give ourselves. And Ugh. and actually letting that inner child out and being creative and playing and having fun, for God's sake. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much for speaking that because, well, the first thing that comes to mind is like I have two degrees in theater. Like I literally, and including a master's degree, so I have like a master's in play. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I used to think like, oh, that was in service to me becoming a drama therapist and bringing healing to kids in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, Sarah Grady, that was just so you could get right with yourself and not repeat the patterns of your parents and your ancestors who like didn't wake up until age 70 something and go, oh, I guess I'm going to live my life now. Mm. Like, no, you rewrote that pattern through play, through healing, through these potent experiences. And you get to help liberate other people to do that now too. Yeah. Because it just, um, it's actually impossible for us to evolve as a species if we don't. Mm. Yeah. Right? 
joy, I really feel like is the bridge to evolution. Yeah. And if you don't connect with that play and that inner child, where, where's the joy? Where is it? Totally. Mm. Well, so sacrament four is connected to the heart chakra and it is the sacrament of reparenting. Mm. Yeah. Because the inner child carries so many wounds and, um, without going into the whole sacrament, what I often cue people to do though, is when we get into the heart compass is what it's called. Sacrament four is heart compass. I say, literally place your hands on your heart. Like you would a baby's bottom and pat it and rock it back and forth. When you're experiencing a moment of grief, of sadness, of triggering, whatever it is, and know that you can give that to yourself. Mm. And then immediately without skipping a beat, please call in mother earth and father sky and know that you are their divine child. And like, they ain't going nowhere. Mm. So, (laughs) Like that is really important so that we forgive Mm. and liberate our parents. And we now have access to that joy and to that child within ourselves always without needing something from them that they may never be able to give us. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's something that I've learned through um, all my healing that I've done. And I've, yeah, primarily done a lot of sound healing. And, um, you know, all of the, the uh, things that we inherit um, from our parents, our ancestors, um, when we can break through those and forgive those and reprogram those, wow. (laughs) Everything. And I used to think like early on in my healing days that that precipitated a conversation with them about it. Mm. Like, hey, mom, this is what I'm doing to heal my mother wound. (laughs) Or like, hey, dad, like anger issues. Like this is like how I'm working with that. And like that never really went over well. So, (laughs) you know, like, really, really being able to trust without a shadow of a doubt that wherever you are in your process, the work that we are doing as individuals, not only does it have a ripple, but it can't not have a ripple. Mm. Mm. So what an honor to be the black sheep of the family doing the work on the behalf of those who came before so that those who come after don't have to. Yeah. And you can also, um, you know, through your own healing, help your parents in their healing. Yes. Um, which is one thing I've learned because I'd, I'd go and get healing and then I'd ask mum the next day, um, did you feel a bit different today? <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, things did shift. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. So I, look at that little miracle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always get a call or a text. Like uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I'll be in a workshop and my phone will be on airplane mode all day or something. And then I'll turn it back on when I go to dinner. And it's like, oh, there's my mom. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, how are you? I'm like, I'm doing your work. I'm over here. <laughs> now, um, I want to ask you a bit of a left field question, Sarah. Okay. If you could define what being ethical means to you, what would it be? Hmm instantaneously what comes through come, is back to the body. It's like not even a word. It's just like I had a sensation of um, coming back to the inner truth detector inside of my body. Mm. So my high heart or my low heart of my womb and like that gut knowing that feeling, whatever that is. Um, we all have it. 
Mm. It's our ethical or moral compass. It lives inside of us. Um, but then like, how do I translate that into words? I would say following that in a way that does not uh, cause harm mm. to self or others. Right. So like what might be ethical to me could be very different from what is ethical to you or someone else. But like we can agree to disagree if it doesn't cause harm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And and I could see I could see the, the actual physical response in you. You went, ooh, hey. Oh. Now, um obviously you're doing your course at the moment and you're you're working on a book. Um, what, what else you got coming your way? I mean, I always love working one-on-one with women, you know, that's kind of the juice is diving in and creating that sacred space one-on-one to apply all these things. Um, you know, I'm still a doula, although that shifted a little bit from COVID, I couldn't be in hospitals and then I was, and then I couldn't. And I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to write this book (laughs) and see what happens. But I care deeply about helping women birth their babies and birth themselves. Mm. Um, and you know, something that has been happening for me during the pandemic is that my body has been pulled, uh, to a different earth grid. Mm. So I, I think it's pretty common during times of collective change and evolution for people to receive, um, assignments and I, Um, a little bit about me. I grew up in North Carolina and then I left at age 18 and lived all over the place, mostly California, but also South America. And I came back to North Carolina um, three and a half years ago and it's time to go. And it's time for me to live by the ocean again. It's time for me to live further South in like a very sweaty, sultry city. (laughs) (laughs) And so that in and of itself has been an experience that's calling me. It doesn't seem as prolific as writing a book or opening a mystery school, but I'm being pulled um, by the waters and by the earth grid and by the histories of Savannah, Georgia, and by my ancestors um, who helped to build that city. And I've been guided by the Magdalene that that is the place I meant to erect my temple, my house of queen, as it were. Um, And I have a vision of taking old churches. So here in in the Southeast corner of the United States, it's a very um, Christian heavy area. I mean, more churches than grocery stores for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And Houses of God, what would happen if we turned them into the house of goddess? Oh, that's yeah. mind-blowing. And, you know, as as you were saying that, I'm thinking, oh, mm, geez, that sounds like that, that southern sweaty kind of place. Yeah. Sounds like here. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never been to Australia. I really, really hope to come. It is so hot here today. I cannot tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it's also Australia Day, so there you go. Um <laughs> Now, um, if people want to find out more about you, Sarah, where can they go? Absolutely. So sarahbrianne.org, Sarah with an H-B-R-Y-A-N-N-E.org. I also have a teachable account for House of Queen, 
where you can sign up for my courses on the seven sacraments of the goddess. Um, and then honestly, the best place is Instagram. Uh, Sarah Brianne Grady is my handle. And I really just share from my heart every day about these sacraments and about my life and how they're working their magic uh, inside of me and outside of me. Yes, I love your Instagram. And can I just also say, um, you have a, the most beautiful website I've ever seen. And I work in digital. So, oh, <laughs> thank you so much. It I is really gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Now, I've got the last big question for you. And um, yeah, I can't wait to hear your answer. <laughs> What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? true women's liberation. What I mean by this is the women's liberation movement of the seventies, it did something. It did something. But the shadow side to that is it then forced women into this, well, I have to do it all now Mm. because I can. And so we have, um, we override our own bodily boundaries and our emotional and energetic boundaries on the daily in the name of equality. Mm. And there's nothing equal about it. And so my vision for the world is true women's liberation, which is to say we live in a world where every woman knows she has choice. She exercises that choice And she knows that people respect that choice. And if they don't, she feels free as a bird to move on from those people, places, or situations. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) And this is it. It just blows my mind that it's okay. And I'm I'm by no means putting men down here, but um, men can just do whatever they want. Whatever they want and no one judges them. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, having shared my journey um, as a queer identified woman from being with women to wanting to be with men again, I mean, like, I love men. Men are great. And they also have deep core wounding that perpetuates their behavior in the world. Exactly. And so we, we all need the healing, men and women. Yeah. But so many men are just oblivious to mm. the fact that they can walk around the world and never have to consider certain things that I do every day. Like yeah. literally my safety when I walk midday down mm. the street in my neighborhood. Yeah. Full stop. So, oh, may that healing come and may we honor and respect each other's um, our healing process and the choices, like the authentic sovereign choices that then emerge from that so that we can move out of codependency and wounding each other and really come into interdependency. Oh, wow. Sarah, what an absolute (laughs) bundle of joy you are. And um, thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you for birthing this and for saying yes to this. This was like an absolute delight. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, 
visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.